0: The dissection of the NFL draft never ends on the Best in Class podcast hosted by Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. Today, it's a look back at the NFC South draft, of course, of extra interest to Bucks fans, and all the fun is presented by Bill Curry Ford, home of the Nationwide Lifetime Warranty on new and used vehicles. But here it is, in-depth draft talk in July, Sean Sullivan, Best in Class. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. I'm so excited. This is my escape. Yes, I get to step away from this thing for one second and get to, to do a passion of mine, which is talk football for the next 20 minutes on your ride home. Can't wait. Please visit Bill Curry Ford Tampa. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and you guys are going to be great. Go to BillCurryFord.com. See the brand new Bill Curry Ford Custom Order Concierge Service, right? So basically, you call in to order a car, a concierge answers the phone, walks you through the process of ordering a car, step by step, because you know, one of the biggest problems no one's talking about with all these ordering of the cars, customers have never done it before. Cars come in and they're like, oh, I thought it should have memory seats, I thought it was gonna have a power passenger seat, or I thought it was gonna have, we take care of all that for you. The concierge makes sure that you order the car right, walks you through the process, gets you put in your reservation, does everything over the phone. I can do all numbers over the phone. You don't even have to come into the dealership and you receive a $500 gift card just for ordering a card. No deposit necessary. And you get the class exclusive lifetime warranty from Bill Curry Ford. So lots of great stuff, Grace. Say hi to the fans. Hi. So, um, I have a great email to read, uh, before we get started. We're doing the NFC South today. I'm so excited. Obviously, it's my favorite division, but let's, t- let's hear what Tony has to say. So. He said, Hi, Sean. I've been a huge Bucks fan since 1999, growing up in Southern Oregon. Fast forward to 2011 when I got out of the Navy. Congre- Thank you so much for your service. My brother, God rest his soul, was also in the Navy, uh, served our country on the USS Forrestal. I moved to Deer Beach, Florida with neighbors from Boca Raton. I've been listening to Ira's podcast, which, as you should, he's a Hall of Fame guy. He's he's everything, guys. I mean, I, Ira is the man. Since he started and started listening to you, since you started, I'm a pretty hardcore football junkie and Bucks fan. Love the draft and the coverage you all um, all do. I especially love the hate that you give those Saints and the Sea Chickens. I love the Sea Chickens. Thank you so much for that one, Tony. I'm going to use that on the podcast. Can't stand those teams, so please keep it up no matter how much of a fan Grace is of the Saints. It's ridiculous. Your podcast is top-notch. I haven't found another podcast out there that brings so much knowledge and background information on these guys coming into the league. This information must have been for those Playing fantasy, I can tell you that I took some of your advice last year about Amon Ross St. Brown. You heard it here first. You heard it here. I'm just gonna, I have so many losers, I have to make sure that I get the winners, right? I have to make sure. But thank you for that. And ended up winning first in my fantasy league and a $2,000 payout. So thank you so much. Don't take offense if I don't share your podcast with other people in my fantasy league. That's funny, Tony. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned a few times that you rewatched the Super Bowl 55. I bought the Blu-ray that was being sold, but it was just game highlights and season highlights. Very disappointed. Been looking to get a copy, and he's basically asking me where he can watch the, the Super Bowl. Thank you so much, Tony. Last name, M-A-S-I-A-K. I'm going to go with Masiak. I'm going to uh, hope that I pronounce it right. You know, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I am terrible uh, mispronouncing names, but I do my best. Uh, at least you have vowels and consonants in your name. I DVR everything right? And I don't do anything with my DVRs, right? So I DVR playoff games, Super Bowls, whatever, and, it, and then I save it into my library. So I don't, I don't have to order that stuff. So I wish I could get you a copy of that because I would do it in a heartbeat, but it's on my DVR. I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate the fact you won your league on Amal Ron St. Brown. Another guy I talked about, we talked about all year, uh, don't know what the scouts see in him. What they didn't see in him, just a productive wide receiver out of USC, I don't get it. He even played at a big school. But let's break down, um, I know you guys are ready, let's break down the NFC South. Okay, we're going to start with America's team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And yes, I, I, don't, I don't care about the Cowboys being America's team. To me, the Buccaneers are the only team that matters. Let's start with the with the fact that we traded the 27th overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We received pick 106 and uh, pick 33. So, with round two pick, we went with Logan Hall, defensive tackle out of Houston. Our second round two pick was Luke uh, Gadecki, offensive tackle out of Central Michigan. Uh, Rashard White, round three out of Arizona State. Round four, Cade Otten, tight end Washington. Uh, Another round four pick is a punter I'm not discussing. Uh, Round five, we traded back up and got Zion McCollum, uh, cornerback out of Sam Houston State. Uh, Round six, Coquifed. Tight end Minnesota, round seven, and- Andre Anthony, defensive NLSU. Now, post draft, for those best in class listeners, I did break down the Buccaneers in, in depth on um, each of these players, but I'm going to, since we're doing this amazing breakdown of each division and uh, conference, I thought maybe I could touch on a couple of things that have happened since that podcast. So, one, we know that Logan Hall uh, is going to play the three, the four, and the five technique, but we also know that he's probably going to be in in the in mini camp going outside and getting some um, edge reps. So that's an interesting thing that we didn't really talk about on the first podcast when we broke down Logan Hall. Apparently, he's getting high praise from some former Buccaneers about his um, foot speed, um, his ability to move at that size. Since we started the, uh, since the last podcast, he was uh, compared to J.J. Watt by another uh, Buccaneer, which again. I can't compare him to J.J. Watt. I've never played J.J. Watt. Never seen him play on the field at, at, a, at a football level. So if they say he moves like J.J. Watt, who am I to argue? These are professional football players. But that was interesting. I saw that Luke um, Gadecki, who a lot of people were very impressed with as a draft pick, and so am I. But I saw that he's not the starter going into camp. Uh, so Aaron Stinney is getting first um, reps. And it looks like Luke is competing for second team reps going into training camp. So we'll see when the pads go on. We'll see how that goes. Rashard White, which if you listen to my running back breakdown prior to the draft, you know, this was my guy. I thought that he was definitely the most overlooked running back in the draft. I felt like he fit well with Brady uh that he's a cast uh, that he was a former wide receiver he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield but since then if you read joe bucks fan which you'd be crazy if you don't right there was a comparison to debo samuel which i thought was a very interesting comparison but uh I mean, let's not put this guy in the hall of fame before he, he has his first snap for the bucks i mean we have we've only seen him in underwear football but um he's just an exciting player and i know it's the off season so we get excited. Uh, Kate Otten, we haven't seen anything. He's still in that walking boot. I'm not talking about the punter. And then the only other thing I can tell you uh, on this draft that we didn't talk about prior was Co-Keefe's, um catching ability. So Lita Kemper from Joe Bucks fan, you know, went to the practices. You know, they're underwear football, but you still have to catch the ball. You still have to do walkthroughs. It's basically to learn a playbook. And he was very impressed with uh, the catching ability of Keith. And then uh, I went back and I did some more research and realized that the offense he was playing in is a run-first offense in Minnesota, and he didn't have a very good quarterback. I wonder if this guy, who was coming into the league as a vicious blocker, is going to be more of a pass catcher than we believe. I mean, guys, I mean, that's something that could happen, and I'm I'm super excited about it. Anything that these guys could do that the the analysts missed, I mean, because his hands weren't even rated. So... If the analysts missed it and this guy comes out to be, let's just say, a Pat Fryermuth from last year, a red zone target, that would be fantastic. But we're going to move on from the Bucks just because I had a massive breakdown in the Bucks picks, but I just wanted to give you a couple of updates on what was going on. And, you know, going into training camp, you know, with the Gronk news, I still believe Bucks fans that Gronk is coming back. I just think he's going to skip training camp. All right. So this is going to be the one and only time that you're going to hear best-in-class talk about the Saints in any capacity, besides when you see them in the news for, I don't know, Bounty Gate, playing players, getting arrested, having guns, domestic violence. I mean, we can go on and on and on about um, just their their current offseason, about how terrible their people are. But anyway, moving on, their draft, okay? First pick, number 11, Chris Olave out of Ohio State, one of my favorite players in the draft. Uh, I think he's one of the most complete wide receivers. He's a starter from day one. I think that he's an instant impact player for the New Orleans Saints, even if Michael Thomas doesn't come back. I think Chris Olave is going to be uh, a big hit, especially uh, inside a dome. Uh, their second pick in round one, Trevor Penning, uh, offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. We know what his reputation is. We know that he's a brute. He has a reputation of being nasty on the practice field, uh, nasty in the games. So he probably has been a New Orleans Saint since birth. Round two, Alante uh, Taylor, uh, Safety Tennessee. Uh, this is a guy that I thought was very underrated as a safety. I, I really feel like the safety class in this past draft is so good and deep and like nobody talks about it, but they have a lot of terrific players. I, I think this is a safety that can contribute right away for, uh, for the Saints. And they didn't have a third, fourth pick. So in the fifth round, they picked DeMarco Jackson, linebacker, a- Appalachian State. I did briefly talk about him. He's worth a look coming from a small college. Uh, Jordan Jackson, defensive tackle, Air Force. I do know a lot about him. As a a guy in the armed forces, they have some guys to look at, but the competition level you have to pay attention to. But Air Force actually had a very good team this year, and Jordan Jackson was pretty disruptive. He might make the team as a backup. So looking back at their draft, Alave is a starter and Penning is a starter. So basically New Orleans went into this offseason needing a starting wide receiver, and then they needed a starting uh, tackle. And they basically traded around the first round and the second round and got what they needed in those two players. And listen, we can talk about what they gave up to get these two players. If they gave up their future, they gave up, you know, picks, the weight of these guys. Like Alave technically cost them two first rounds and a second round pick to get Alave at 11. So I understand all of that. But at the end of the day, let's not forget what the great Bill Parcells said. Pick your player. Right. It doesn't matter if he's a player and you get him in the first round, the fourth round, fifth. Just get the guy that you wanted. And the Saints went out and got the guy they wanted. So and I think that Chris Lave is worth that pick. Um, Trevor Penning to me is a is a guy that I saw get get worked over at the Senior Bowl, but then um, had had played well in the game. So I don't really know what to think about Trevor Penning other than um, I believe that he fits in personality wise with the Saints. That's all I really want to talk about with the Saints. It's still, it's still a long offseason. They still have plenty of time to lose their franchise and do more stupid things. So we'll see. And Dennis Allen's in charge now. Who knows what he's going to do? Uh, he's a knucklehead, too. And then, of course, Jameis is there. So, you know, they're always in the news, right, Grace? They're always doing something stupid. Oh, you're not going to agree with me? All right. Let's get on to the Panthers. All right. First pick, uh, E.K. McWaneku, the offensive tackle out of uh, NC State. I said he was not my favorite tackle in this draft. The guy went sixth overall. I thought he projected more as a Pro Bowl guard and and an above-average tackle. I think they're going, but they're going to play him at left tackle. They they did that did the walkthrough and they they really like him. So you know, I wish him the very best. Uh, I I think the Alabama tackle was a more complete tackle um, for for a pick six, but that is what it is. Uh, Round three, uh, Matt Corral. Uh, QB Ole Miss Corral was hurt during a lot of the Senior Bowl. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Senior Bowl. Um, the Combine, where he wasn't able to do a lot of things at the Combine, so we really didn't get a good look at him. But if you watch him during the season, uh, can move around the pocket, uh, throws the ball downfield with accuracy, had um, almost 70% accuracy, doesn't like doesn't throw picks. Um, but his offense that he ran at Ole Miss is nothing like a pro offense. Uh, This is um, It's going to be a big adjustment for Matt Corral in in, in the NFL, learning a whole new way that they do that. And I I hate the fact that some of these teams don't prepare them for an NFL offense. But Matt Corral, I think that's the one thing that he's going to struggle, is that offense having to read past your first read, and you're not going to be able to run. But again, if he has a healthy uh, running back stable and – and he has a couple of good receivers he should be okay but um do we even know who's starting for the panthers at this point is is matt correll better than sam donald at this point i really don't know and are they going to trade for um you know the kid out of cleveland i I don't know and and this is matt rules last year if he doesn't do something right but if he gets to start a rookie quarterback i think that he gets another year so this might be a an interesting uh offseason or uh, minicamp for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Brandon Smith, linebacker at Penn, Penn State, round four. Not a fan of his. I think he's just, an, he's just a guy. He's just a jag. Round six, Amari Barno, linebacker, Virginia Tech. Same thing. I think he's a special teams player. Round six, uh, Cade Mays, offensive tackle, Tennessee. Uh, I think he makes the team. I, he definitely has the talent to make this team. Even in the sixth round, he fell some. Because I think he's going to move inside, but I think he's an NFL player. Round seven, Kalen Barnes, cornerback Baylor. I don't know a lot about this cornerback, Kalen Barnes, but he's a pick seven, pick 242. So to me, that would be a special teams guy. I guess when I'm looking at their draft, they have they they picked one starter. So you can pretty much say Iquano is going to start, but Matt Corral's not necessarily going to start. Brandon Smith's definitely not starting. They really only got one starter in their draft, and New Orleans at least got two with Alave and Penning. So so far, we've seen very, very um, ho hum drafts, except for the Bucks, of course. Uh, let's get to the Falcons. Very interesting team. First round, they went with Drake London at pick number eight, wide receiver USC. Very interesting choice for me because there's better. There was to me there was better wide receivers available at pick number eight, and they took him. I'm assuming because they wanted to have twin towers with him and Kyle Pitts they wanted to have really big wide receivers and his NFL comparisons Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a much better player than Drake London. Let's just get let me just put that out there. Mike Evans is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Drake London is a physically compared to Mike Evans, but let me just tell you if if, if he gets anywhere near Mike Evans' production good for him. But you're you're going to a team where you don't know who's going to throw the ball. I think it's going to be Desmond Ritter. I talked about him in my breakdown of best-in-class quarterbacks. I think he's fantastic. I think he's NFL-ready. Uh, round two, they picked um, Arnold Abiquete, the defensive end out of Penn State. Uh, this guy can rush the passer. So Atlanta had really no pass rush. I believe they were last in the NFL last year in pass rush, and they had to go out and go get a pass rusher. They got a pass rusher at pick 38. I really like that pick. Troy Anderson, linebacker, Montana State. He's another guy that I, when I broke down the linebackers, um, that I thought was a very interesting projection. I think that he's definitely a guy for building on that. Pick three, Desmond Ritter, the QB out of Cincinnati. I think that he's NFL ready. And uh, I broke that down on the QB uh, of best in class. We talked about that. He's probably going to start. Marcus Mariota might start the first three games they lose, but then maybe Ritter starts by game four. I would have to look and see when their buy is to see because they're probably they're going to start them at the bye. Round three, D'Angelo Malone, linebacker, Weston, Kentucky. I don't know a lot about him. I even tried to look at it before I did the draft breakdown. Can't find a lot of information on him. I would have thought with pick three that they would have picked a higher player. But it looks like they were picking for need instead of best player available. That's probably where they got Troy Anderson in the second round at linebacker. And they got uh, D'Angelo Malone in the, in the third round. Uh, they picked a running back, a very interesting running back in Tyler Adjir out of BYU. That guy has some talent, and he can catch the ball. So that guy makes the team. Justin Schaefer, guard Georgia. I love Justin Schaefer. Don't know why he fell to pick six. I'm assuming that people think they can just get guards anywhere in the draft that, that are NFL starters. This guy at Georgia, I thought, played, played extremely well. I think he makes the team. John Fitzpatrick, tight end out of Georgia. Don't know much about him. He was a blocking tight end at Georgia. Not right. Not really sure, but John Schaefer is is definitely a running guard. He's gonna he's gonna really improve their run game. Pass pro, he's gonna have to work on just like every other guard that enters the NFL. Again, this Arnold a uh, guy out of Penn State should have been a first round draft pick. He's that good of a pass rusher. So if you break down their draft, Drake London's gonna start. They really have no other wide receiver on the team. I don't even believe they have an NFL starting wide receiver on that team besides Drake London at this point. And, of course, you have Pitts. They drafted fourth overall last year, which was dumb, but they they got him. And then instead of a quarterback, they could have got their quarterback last year. And then they got, uh, of course, Ibikwe, which is a starter. So one starter, uh, two starters. Troy Anderson, linebacker, probably is going to start. That's three starters. Desmond Ritter will start, I think, by at least mid midseason. That's a fourth starter. So out of all of the – besides Tampa, I think that Atlanta probably had the – Ah, that's really tough. I'm not going to give anything to the Saints. I hope they they, they um, lose their franchise and uh, and uh, all the players end up playing overseas in Germany. But anyway, yeah, I would have to say Atlanta breaking down just quality between getting a starter in London, a starter in big a starter in Anderson, and then and having possibly their, their quarterback of the future in Desmond Ritter. I think that's going to give it to Atlanta. But of course, the Bucks have the best draft. All right, well, that that sums up the NFC South. So I hope you guys enjoyed the breakdown. Uh, we'll be doing another one next week. We'll finish the NFC before training camp starts. We're going start, to start following rookies in training camp, which should be really fun for the listeners. We're going to go into each training camp, see what rookies are performing, which ones aren't, uh, to get ready for preseason uh, football, which is right around the corner, which is uh, so interesting. Uh, Grace, you have anything to say? No. All right. Please visit us at, at uh, BillCurryFord.com. Go on there and see all of our amazing specials. Again, order a car through our new concierge ordering process. You get $500 just, just for ordering a car. No deposit necessary. Pre-owned vehicles have a lifetime warranty on it. That's the number one warranty in the country. No one else has a pre-owned warranty like that, guys. If you're going to buy a used car, it makes no sense not to buy it from me, where at least you know that, that I will fix it. And Grace, by the way... You bought a used car from Bill Curry Ford, didn't you? I did. And um, about a year later, you had an engine transmission problem. Is that correct? I did. And who put a brand new engine in your vehicle? You guys did. We did, right? Under our amazing lifetime warranty. So listen, guys, it's a machine. I sell cars. I've been selling cars for 30 years. Everybody tells me, you know, oh, this car breaks down or this car is perfect or whatever. It's a machine, guys. If your one car lasted forever and never broke down and the other car broke down, it's not the brand. Right, it's a machine. It breaks. It depends on if Lou at five thirty on a Friday at the factory decided he wanted to put everything together right, or he wanted to go home fast. Right. So let's just make sure we understand what it is. There's all the car companies in the United States build quality cars. This really comes down to technology and customer service. That's really what it comes down to in, in in today's market. And Bill Curry Ford offers you both. So. Again, Grace is, a, is, is, is one of the persons that benefited from our amazing warranty. So our employees obviously buy from us as well. But, Grace, follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yes. And then we're still uh, we're still sponsoring the Inferno, which is the women's um, NFL football team, which is amazing. Yes. We're still sponsoring um, LJ and Big Storm, which is a great organization, which seems to be opening new new stores every day. And then I'm very, very grateful to Joe Buck's fan for letting me do this podcast and really having a lot of fun with it. So uh, keep reading Joe Bucks fan. Keep listening to the podcast. Share it with your friends. Rate me with some, what, A or 10 or whatever it is. Whatever rating system it is, please give me the best rating because I really do try hard. Uh, and uh, Jason Light, if you're listening, please look at Jarbin. It's a tight end free agent from the Dallas Cowboys. I think he might be worth a look. All right, you guys, hope you had a great uh, podcast. I'll see you next time.